And I uh, just thank you so much for the opportunity to come up here tonight, Pastor Richard, inviting us. And I uh, just want to say that God is working. Amen? Do you believe that tonight? I know God's working here. It's been encouragement to hear how God's working in your community and also in missionaries that you're supporting around the world. But God is working, and we're just blessed and privileged to be a part of that work. Amen? We don't deserve it, but so thankful for the privilege we have to be a part of it. And uh, just real quick, just let me share with you. I grew up in the Fiji Islands, as Pastor Richard shared with us. And um, growing up there, I really got a burden for Fiji. And it's actually when I was back here in America, God began to work in my heart as a teenager at a missions conference. Uh, missions conferences are important. And God was speaking to my heart, and I was like, ah, I don't know. Uh, but finally, I said, God, if you're calling me, I'm willing to go. At the age of 12, I said that. And I'm thankful for that time. I remember it. I remember the church. I remember where it was at. And God kept that in my heart all of these years. And I'm thankful for uh, the opportunity I've had to grow up in a Christian home go to Bible college, but now I'll be able to go back to Fiji. And uh, Fiji is wide open. It's a beautiful place. Most people see Fiji, they think of Fiji water, right? That comes from Fiji. So people are like, is it really from Fiji? Yeah, it is. I take you to the place that it's bottled at. Uh, but Fiji is more than just water or beautiful beaches. It's the people of Fiji. And uh, that's, God, that's who God has burdened our hearts to go and reach. Um, right now, Fiji is open to the gospel. Um, missionaries came back in the 1800s from England and brought the gospel to Fiji. And Fiji was known as the Cannibal Islands, one of the worst places that nobody wanted to go. <laughs> because you knew when you went there, there was a good chance you were going to be eaten for dinner. Um, but there were brave missionaries that went with the power of God. Um, and thankfully, many, many of the, the chiefs and villages turned to the gospel. Um, so today, Fiji is still declared a Christian nation in name. Uh, which allows a lot of open doors for us. But sadly, many people have gone aside to workspace salvation. You've got to be good, do good to get to heaven. Um, but we see now that the government of Fiji is changing. They're taking uh, a different turn. They want to follow Western nations like America and become a secular nation, um, which is closing the door on Fiji. And so we appreciate your prayers for us, that God would open up the doors for us to be able to get back there and see the people reached with the gospel. But anyhow, that's on my heart. I know all of you are like, oh, okay, here's the missionary giving his, his story for us. Uh, but it's fresh on my heart, burden on my heart. Uh, so just wanted to share that with you. But let's take the word of God tonight. And we'll be mindful of the time. Uh, in the islands, we say island time. But we know we're in America. So if you stay with me tonight, we'll move quickly. Matthew chapter number one. Matthew chapter number one. Let's just look at a few verses here tonight. Matthew chapter number one. And looking in verse number 18, we can read down through this. Just a few verses here. Matthew chapter number one. And the greatest story we have here given for us at Christmas time. Matthew chapter one, verse 18. If you're there with me tonight, would you say amen? Amen. amen. Let's read that together. It says... Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. 
Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken to Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. We'll stop right there for tonight. and Let's bow for a word of prayer and ask God to bless this time in his word. Lord, I thank you so much tonight for White Oak Baptist Church. Lord, I thank you for this lighthouse that it is to this community and hearing, God, how you're using this church, Lord, to reach this place. And Lord, I pray that you would be with each and every one that's here tonight. Encourage them, Lord. Father, I pray that you'd help them, uh, Lord, with whatever they're going through in their lives. Lord, you know the struggles, you know the different things that they may be uh, going through at this time. I pray you'd be with them, Lord. Be with this family that was mentioned that lost a loved one. Lord, I pray that you would wrap your loving arms around them at this time and be close to them. And Lord, help us this Christmas season. Lord, so much is around us, so much is happening, so much busyness. Help us not to forget the true meaning of Christmas. And Lord, may it live in us so that others may see it through us. Lord, I pray you bless this time tonight. And may you be here and be honored and glorified through all that's said and done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I heard a story told by a pastor. And he said, if you came to my house after Christmas, you would see lots of gifts. Lots of boxes all, stabbed, all stacked up, right? And they're all wrapped real pretty. They got bows all over them right, right outside my house, he said. And he said, these things, you know, they're, they're beautiful and they shine with all the glitter and all the beauty of the most materialistic holiday of the year, Christmas, right? <laughs> I have these beautiful gifts. And he said, if you came, you could come and take these with you. You could take them. He said, but what you would find inside is that they're empty. Because all the gifts have been taken out from Christmas, of course. So with these taken out, they're empty, aren't they? You can dress up the outside, but what's inside? It's just beautified nothingness, isn't it? You know what? When I think about America and coming from the mission field, and those of you who haven't been blessed to go to the mission field, let me encourage you, not just a missionary plug, but take the time sometime to go on a mission trip. And see what God is doing on the mission field. You can hear about it, but it's totally different when you go and see it. And I know even talking to Francis, you know, growing up here in America, just seeing the way that people are in different countries when they don't have much. But yet they value what they do have. They value the Lord Jesus Christ. I love going to the mission field and seeing people that, you know, we value the Lord in America. But it's, it's sad because I see so many Christians and so many churches getting away from the thing that's most important and being distracted by what all of the other things we live in a culture that is so materialistic and it's so sad to see. But when we're gone, I know growing up in the mission field and coming back to America, we see sudden changes when you're in it. You don't see it. But America has grown so far to focus on everything. All of these gifts. When we think about Christmas time and we know what the true meaning of Christmas is, don't we? The Lord Jesus Christ. We know it's not about all the money that businesses make. We know it's not about all the gifts that we get. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. But what is your life today? If we were to open up your life today and many Americans look good, many Christians look good on the outside. They have a nice house. They have a nice car. They wear nice clothes. But what's on the inside? Are you empty? Do you have the truth? Do you have the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? It's the only thing that's worth having. Amen. And if he's within us, he will live through us. 
And this time of year, I love this verse here, and I want to focus in on it tonight. Look with me in verse number 23. There's a promise that's given. It says all this will be done in verse 22, that it might be fulfilled. And what was that in verse 23? Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name what? Emmanuel. God, which being interpreted is God with us. Say those last three words with me tonight, church. God with us. God with us. Tonight we sang about it. That last chorus we sang. Thinking about the names of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it said there the sign would be given. Jesus would come. And there's many names that are given to our Lord Jesus Christ. But tonight with the time that we have, let's think about that name tonight. Emmanuel. What is it? God with us. Church, God wants to be with us. The story of this book tonight is the story of God wanting to be with us. Ever since the beginning of time, since creation, when God created Adam and Eve, He created them to be with them. The Bible says He came down and walked with them. Amen? All through the Bible, we see that God is with us. We see many of the patriarchs and, and the fathers of our faith. We see Enoch. We see Noah. We see Abraham. Who was with them? God was with them. And all through the Bible, God wants to be with us again and again and again. God wants to be with us. But sadly, we many times push God away. We push him away. There's a famous painting, if you go over into Europe, it's called The Creation of Adam by Michelangelo. I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but it's the famous one where you have the hands coming together. I've ever seen that one before. But if you take time and look at it, I've never really taken time and looking, looked at it. There we go. It's proper English. Looked at that. You know what it is? You look at it and God's reaching out with every muscle in his body to reach out to mankind. They have a picture there. But you know what man is? Adam's just kind of sitting there, just all relaxed, just all in his own world kind of thing. Not even noticing really God is there and just kind of has his hand out half limp toward God. And there's just a very small divide between the two of their fingers meeting. And Adam's is just there kind of limp and God's is reaching out. And you know what? If you study that and you understand it, what's Michelangelo? He understood that what? God is reaching out to us. He reached out to Adam, didn't he? He wanted to walk with Adam. And he's given us everything. But we must choose to what? Be with him. God wants to be with us. But we have to choose to be with him. And this prophecy here, hundreds of years before, was made to show us again that what? God wants to be with us. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, the prophecy was given. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, meaning what? God with us. And at Christmas time is, you know, tomorrow is Christmas Eve. And then we have Christmas coming up. Let us not forget, church. Let us remind ourselves and also those around us what it's all about. We have these gifts that we're going to get, right? I think it's amazing because in the islands, people get gifts and kids, the first day they get them, they're broken. Does that happen in America at all? (laughs) The first day they get them. Parents spend all this money and they're broken the first day. But the greatest gift is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And the greatest gift has been given to us at Christmas time. What does Emmanuel mean tonight? Let's think about it. God with us. 
Is he with you tonight? You may say, Brother Josh, yeah, I know that Jesus came at Christmas time. We've heard it. We've heard the Christmas play, I'm sure, this year. We've heard pastor preach on Christ. But is he living in us and is he living through us? Amen. Is he with us tonight? Jesus came, God himself, to show us what? That he is Emmanuel, God with us. First of all tonight, Emmanuel came. Emmanuel came. This promise was given in Isaiah and it had to be fulfilled. Jesus had to come. Emmanuel himself to dwell with us, to fulfill all of the prophecies that were given. Galatians 4, 4 tells us, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. All of this was done to fulfill all of the prophecies. Jesus had to come. Emmanuel had to come. And why was that? Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. God has reached out to us again and again, even though Adam chose to reject God. We as human beings have chose to reject him time and time again, yet he reaches out to us. And that's what Christmas reminds us of. Jesus came. But you know what? Emmanuel paid. Emmanuel paid. If there was no Christmas time, If Emmanuel had not come to Bethlehem and fulfilled the prophecy, then Emmanuel could not have paid the debt that only the sinless Son of God could pay. Wow. Emmanuel came to prove to us that he wants to be with us. The Bible tells us in John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. He calls us his friends in that passage. What is that again? Showing us, Emmanuel, his heart to be with us. Wow. I don't know about you, but when I stop and I think about that. God wants to be with me. Stop and think about that tonight. You know, through all the busyness, through all the lines of Walmart and Target or wherever we go shopping. So much happening at Christmas, isn't there? All the traffic. Francis and I flew back through San Francisco. My goodness, you can keep all the traffic. Especially around here, it's getting worse too, isn't it? Everywhere in the world, I think more people are getting more cars. So busy, so hectic. And the lives that we live, it's always, where do I need to go next? What do I need to be for Christmas? Do I have all the gifts for everyone? Stop and think. Is God with you? Amen. Do you know Emmanuel? The meaning of Christmas? Does he live within you tonight? Jesus came. Emmanuel came. Emmanuel paid. And you know what? Emmanuel lives. Emmanuel lives. Jesus has done everything to prove to us he wants to be with us. He wants to be with us. But will we dwell with him? Acts 1.11 tells us, Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This Same Jesus, the same one, the one that came and was born in Bethlehem, the one that came and was born to take the sins of the world, the one that paid the penalty for you and I and cried out on the cross. It is finished. This same Jesus is what coming back again for us. Church, I don't know about you, but that excites me. Amen. All the gifts that are. We're going to get this year. Who knows how long they'll last. (laughs) But you know who will live forever? Emmanuel. God with us. The greatest gift ever given. And he lives today. 
and he's coming back again. All the times that it's mentioned that Jesus would come the first time. Emmanuel, God with us. For every one time that's promised in the Bible, do you realize it's promised twice as many times he's coming back again? Emmanuel lives and he wants to be with us. He said, I go to prepare a what? A place for you. Why? Because he wants to be with us. And he's coming back to take us to be with him. But how are we living our lives? Are we living our lives in all the busyness that is around us? I constantly have to remind myself even of that. Even through Bible college. When people think, oh, you're in Bible college. You're doing what's right. There's a temptation always to what? Get caught up in work. Get caught up in your studies. And forget the most important thing. Emmanuel wants to what? Dwell within me. Wants to walk with me. Wants to spend time with me. The problem is not that God doesn't want to be with us. The problem is so many times, Christians, we don't want to be with Him. And you know what? Let's not forget this this time of year. As I begin to think about 2019, we're almost to the end of 2018, aren't we? Wow. We're almost there. What are we going to do in 2019? Are we just going to be caught up in ourselves? Are we going to be filled with ourselves? Are we going to be filled with God? Is God going to dwell with us and in us and through us? He came almost 2,000 years ago so that what? He could dwell with us. Even as he went, some people say, well, Jesus isn't here today. He's not walking upon the earth. If he was, I'd believe in him. But you know what? He is here tonight, isn't he? He said, where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst. He promised to the disciples as he gave the great commission that we are to carry out as Christians the greatest work that needs to be done. He said to them, lo, what did he say? I am with you always. God is with us. Amen. I don't know about you, but man, that's a comfort to my heart. (laughs) As I stand up here tonight, I can't do this. (laughs) I get nervous. Anyone else get nervous when they preach? Every time. Amen, Brother Mike, in the back. Get nervous every time. I say, God, I need you. I can't do this. Be with me. Amen. But you know what's sad? The temptation comes time and time again when we're going through our lives. It happens to me. We begin to get distracted if we're not careful from what? The most important thing. Being with God. Dwelling with Him. Letting Him live through us. Are we going to do that? How is your heart tonight? What is it filled with? Is it filled with this world? Is it filled with all of the latest advancements of technology? You know, the Apostle Paul talks about weights and sins in the book of Hebrews. One of my weights, Francis will probably tell you, amen? Wives know best about their husbands, and husbands know about you wives too, amen? One of my weights is technology, if I'm not careful. <laughs> I can get carried away with the latest technology and spend so much time on it. One of my least favorite things on the iPhone now is screen time. Anyone seen that? Screen time, it tells you how much time you spend on your phone. I'm like, there's no way, this thing's rigged. I don't spend that much time on my phone. But what, it's an eye-opener. What are our lives filled with? Is it filled with dwelling with God? Or is it filled with what? All of these other things. If we're not careful, church, we can become like that famous story that's given for us with Martha and Mary. Cumbered about what? With much labor. Doing a lot of good things. Amen. We look in the book of Revelation, the letters that are written to the churches there. 
And it says that Jesus stands and knocks at the door of the church. Why? Because he's not in the church. The church is busy doing many things for Jesus, but he's not there. (laughs) We have to be careful that what? He's in us before we what? Live for him. We cannot live for God unless he dwells within us. Amen. Unless we what? Purge out some things from our lives. God's been speaking to my heart about some things that may not necessarily be sin, but weights that hold us down. And what? We need to purge those out so that what? God can dwell with us. So God can control us more. Remember that verse in John chapter 10, verse 30? I heard a preacher just say this morning, maybe that should be our our New Year's resolution. What is it? He must increase, but I must decrease. And just tonight with the time that we have, church, think about it. Your life tonight. What is it filled with? Is it just a prettied box like many gifts? Once the gift is taken out, that's empty. <laughs> Sadly, that's many Americans. Many, many Americans. They think they have it all, yet they're what? Missing the most important thing. Church tonight, maybe you know someone like that. Would you take a gospel track? Would you, could, would you share the gospel with them this Christmas season? We have many open doors, don't we? To reach people this time of year. And people need that. They need that. But tonight, if you have Jesus, have you given your heart to him? I have. Amen. I'm thankful I grew up in a Christian home. But there came a day I had to realize I was a sinner and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I'm thankful for that day. And I gave my heart to Jesus. But you know what happens many times in our lives as Christians? We don't like to admit it. But you know what we start to do? We start to take our hearts back from Jesus. We take certain parts of it back from him and say, Jesus, I'll give you this much. I'll give you church time on Sunday. But you know what? This time is my time. Or this thing is my thing. And we start to take back our lives from God. Church, let's give our hearts to him. He's given everything to us. Amen. And this time of year, the greatest gift that's ever been given has been given to you and I. Let's remember that. It's not a gift that what we can only give to one person. It's a gift that can be spread to everyone. (laughs) One thing about island life is I love it. It's so laid back. People never die of stress in the islands. If you're stressed out, just go for a vacation in, in Fiji, okay? Come to our church, and we have many church members. They all have like a village or a place that their parents are from. That's like somewhere, you know, in the interior of the island. And they just, they live off of root crops and fish and all those good things. And people just go there when they get tired of the city and the stress just to rest. And relax. <laughs> but you know what? When we see, see that, where was I going with that? Oof. Preachers take, take rabbit trails, you know. Got to get back on the main trail. Amen? When we think about all of these things around us and stress and the things that are pulling us away, what's the most important thing? Jesus in our hearts. Amen? Christmas in our hearts. What's Christmas mean to you? You may say, the Lord Jesus. Amen. The baby in a manger. Who was that? Not just a baby. Emmanuel. God with us. Came down to show us again that what he wants to be with us. But will you let him be with you? Not just hear about him, but be in your life. Amen. Total control of you. Tonight, I would like you to listen to this song. The title of it is Christmas in your heart. Many people are going to think are going to think they're going to experience Christmas in the next couple of days. They'll get drunk. They'll have many gifts. 
They'll be with family, but they won't really experience what Christmas is all about. Have you experienced it? And if you have, is it still living through you? Does Jesus still control your heart? Is he within you? And is he living through you? I'll sing this for us tonight, but think about the words, Christmas in your hearts. Jesus came to earth and laid aside his princely crown, came to his creation, then a room could not be found. At this special time of year, the call is heard anew. Will you hear his pleading voice? Let Christ be born in you. Christmas in your heart, make it Christmas in your heart. Open wide the door and let Jesus in your heart. As the Savior knocks today, will you coldly turn away? This Christmas, make it Christmas in your heart. You may sing the carols that exalt the baby's name, but when Jesus calls to you, the answer's still the same. There's no room for Jesus, he is crowded out again. Will you open wide your heart and let the Savior in? Christmas in your heart, make it Christmas in your heart. Open wide the door and let Jesus in your heart. As the Savior knocks today, Will you coldly turn away? This Christmas, make it Christmas in your heart. You have Christmas in your hearts? That's what it's all about, amen? And if we have the greatest gift ever given, are we selfish with it? Amen? What's the greatest gift you could be given? What is it? Amen. Salvation. Some of us may say, Americans, oh, I want that new truck, the latest and greatest. Amen? Men, like the latest truck, huh? That latest tool from Home Depot, man, that'd be the greatest gift, wouldn't it? Ladies, what would be the greatest gift? I don't know. Maybe for some single young ladies, they want that big diamond at Christmas, don't they? That thing's so big they can't even carry their hand around. It's so heavy. But the greatest gift is the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest gift. The greatest gift is Jesus. And you know what's so great about it? In the islands, it's a culture of giving. (laughs) It can be a good thing, but a bad thing. (laughs) Because when people get ahead in Fiji, you know what happens? All the relatives come over and take everything they got from getting ahead. And so you can never get ahead. What's the point? (laughs) So they could use a little bit of, you know, the restraining of, okay, I need to save. (laughs) But most people live paycheck to paycheck. And if they run out of money, they just go to a relative that has a little extra. But very giving in all that they give. And uh, it's funny in Fiji, but sometimes when we'll give out rewards, I know at the church that I grew up at, my mom would make these nice gifts to give out in the youth department to the kids that would, um, you know, excel at the youth program. They'd have a competition the whole year long. She'd make this nice gift basket. And it was amazing because as soon as she would give it out, right after church, you would see that kid with that basket in the corner. 
and you'd see this swarm of other kids come around. And all of a sudden, you would see all the kids back away and nothing would be left in the basket because they would all take it. <laughs> That's the culture there. It's called carry-carry. And if, if we practice Fijian culture here tonight, I could come up to you and ask you for anything and say, can I carry-carry your tie, Pastor Richard? I really like that. And you'd have to give it to me culturally. Pretty amazing, isn't it? But you know what? Those are gifts. There are many gifts that run out, don't they? But I love the gift of Jesus. It never runs out. It's good all the way, 8,000 miles away in Fiji. My parents have been there for 24 years, amen, sharing that gift. It's what? Infinite. It never runs out. Let's take that with us. You know, just to challenge you and encourage you, as I stand here tonight and shared with you, this isn't me. (laughs) If you're a teenager here tonight and you say, I could never serve God, I could never stand up in front of people or talk to someone, that was me. I couldn't do it. I was so shy. But you know what? As I begin to let God work in me, as I begin to let God dwell in me, God began to work on my heart and say, Josh, if you'll just let me use you, I'll do it through you. Amen. And that's what God wants. God's not looking for your ability necessarily. He's looking for your availability. He's looking for somebody that he can dwell in and dwell through to others. Will you be that kind of person this Christmas? Amen. And into 2019. As we look forward to what God has for White Oak Baptist Church, you know what? God has greater things in store for this church, I believe. But it's going to happen as we let what? Emmanuel dwell with us and dwell through us. I hope that this has been a blessing to you tonight. And let's not forget Christmas in our hearts. Emmanuel, God with us. We could bow tonight our eyes and close in a word of prayer. Great God in heaven, I thank you so much for giving me the greatest gift ever given, the Lord Jesus Christ. I know I didn't deserve to be born in a Christian home and hear the truth all of my life, but I thank you that I have. I thank you that as a seven-year-old boy on a Sunday afternoon, I accepted the greatest gift ever given. And Lord, as we think about this time of year, and Lord, we hear it. I know this church has heard it time and time again. But Lord, may it ring true in our hearts. Lord, I pray if there be something that's crowding you out, as the temptation is so often in our culture, Lord, maybe it's something that's not even necessarily sin. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's technology. Maybe it's whatever it is, Father. Maybe it's relationships. Lord, help us to remember that our relationship with you is the most important. That you want to be with us. But we must first draw nigh to you and you will draw nigh to us. Lord, I pray if there be one here tonight that does not know Jesus, they would be saved. But for those of us that do, help us, Lord, this Christmas as we get together with our family to remember to share Jesus, to show him to others at this special time. Thank you for your goodness to us. In the name of our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You can continue with your heads bowed and eyes closed. Brother Josh there said uh, over and over again, in us, with us, and through us. And it dawned on me while he was preaching that Christ must first dwell in us by getting saved. And then he dwells with us when we spend time with him. And as a direct result, because we've spent time, he spent time with us, then he can begin to live through us. 
if he's in you, and I know the crowd here pretty well tonight, I believe everyone's a Christian. If not, will you open your heart to the Savior and let him come in? Will you, will you let this babe born in the manger who grew up and lived and died for you, rose from the dead, will you, will you trust him? Let him come in and take your sins away? For those of you here that are saved, it's not good enough for him just to be in you. He needs to dwell with you. And if he dwells with you as a direct result, he's going to live through you to the world. And so this, this evening, let's make sure that God is dwelling, not just in us, but dwelling with us and through us. Let's stand together as the piano plays, the altar is open. I encourage you to come and find a place at the altar and pray and tell the Lord that you want to give your whole life and heart to him.